the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. It is good to be with you today for Hour 2 of Southern California Live. And uh, we're going to do a State of the Union preview. I'm asking you this question this hour. Uh, What do you think the State of the Union is? President Biden will do the State of the Union show tomorrow night. And uh, I do think you should watch it. He's the president. We'll talk about it on Wednesday, whatever he says, because he's after the show tomorrow night. And, um, you know, how is our country doing? Let me give you a little preview. We're worshiping Satan at the Grammys. We're arguing about our pronouns and whether or not a man can have a baby. We're having drag shows at elementary schools, and the Chinese communists are flying a 200-foot-tall balloon over our country, which may or may not had, have had explosives in it. Uh, which do you think is the more important thing <laughs> that, you know, that we should be thinking about and, and uh, wondering about? Uh, what do you think? You can join the conversation by calling me now at 888-528-2557, 888 2557. And you can also send me an email at SoCalLive at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Also, this hour to one random caller, random caller will be giving away free tickets, free tickets to the Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile event. Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile is an event that I will be moderating a discussion between Dennis Prager and Eric Metaxas. I'll tell you more about that later. And it's on Monday, February 20th. You can go right now to KKLA.com and click the Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile banner to get tickets. Learn more February 20th, 7 p.m. Get your tickets now. And uh, later this hour, random caller, random caller. I'll give you some tickets. Uh, The number is 888-528-2557. Now tell me what you think the State of the Union is, and uh, we'll talk about that here for a few minutes. There's so many things to talk about today, and I, I want us to be engaged because, you know, a big question that's coming in so many ways is, what do we do? I think people looking up at that balloon this weekend, you know, we, we talked about that for two hours on Friday. That was like the big news. Two hours, people called. I think in talk show history, there has not been more busy signals because so many people thought about that balloon. Did you watch it? I watched it on uh, Saturday. I just had it, happened to have it on the TV live, and I watched it get shot down over the Atlantic Ocean. Such so an interesting thing. Uh, I'm wondering what we think. I think that, and people are still talking about it today. Such a huge deal, people talking about it today. Uh, what do you think? 888-528-2557. We'll cover that. And I also want to talk about something else that you probably didn't watch. Uh, you probably did not watch the Grammys because who did? I didn't even know that was on. I don't think I've watched that program since Michael Jackson was probably on it. You know, those those award shows, they used to be entertaining and fun. They used to be something that you would look forward to and invite people over. Do you still do that? I think some people still do that. I know some of you probably do that with the Oscars and stuff, but they've gotten super boring. Like they're just, even if there's not something controversial, and this one had, you know, Satan worshiping on it, like for real. We'll talk about that here. But otherwise they are so boring. Uh, 
Madonna came out. Remember her? She's still around. She's, I don't know, she sort of looks like a uh, bad drawing of Princess Leia these days. But she she came out and she berated the audience um, when she came out to introduce something. This is what she said. Are you ready for a little controversy? Come on, people, let's make some noise. Y'all are going to sleep over here. She's visibly frustrated with the fact that there was not really a lot of noise. And she kept on the same path. She went this way. Here's what I've learned after four decades in music. If they call you shocking, scandalous, troublesome, problematic, provocative, or dangerous. You are definitely onto something. That's where you make noise. You are, yeah, thank you. The audience is, generally speaking, bored. And this is an audience who you would think would be more excited about it. But that, that's kind of it. But then she started to get into what she's talking about here. And she's talking about the shock value of what's about to happen. And, you know, I think that part of the boringness is these shows have become less about entertainment and actual work that goes behind, beyond that to just shock value or, or far left politics or something else happening. And people are tired of it. And I don't think you should ever watch this program. I'm, I would not recommend it. But it's all over social media, this event that happened here. And we need to talk about this because your kids are into it. They're not probably watching the Grammys program. But this song that she's going to start talking about is the number one song. And it won the Grammy. It won a, a statue for the best pop duo. So we need to know this because when we're talking about the State of the Union... This song is the State of the Union. Madonna continued this way. So now, speaking of controversy, it gives me great pleasure to introduce two incredibly talented artists who have risen above the noise, the doubt, the critics. All right, so she introduces... Into something beautifully unholy. Unholy, she calls it. That's the name of the song, Unholy. And what was about to happen was Unholy. State of the Union, by the way, is that our nation is becoming unholy. Would you agree with that? 888-528-2557. Now, when I put that out there, I want you to remember something, that unholy nations get have revivals, all right? When the apostles were sent out to the world, it was unholy. When Paul went out to the Gentiles, they were unholy. When uh, the apostles went out to Jewish people in the time of Christ, you know, they were very much legalistic and trying to be holy, but missing the point. I mean, there were so ma- there's so much hope that we have. However, we have got to pay attention. We have got to understand that this is happening for real. And we cannot, I think when we get older, I mean, I don't know about you, but I remember when I was a kid, one of the songs I was not allowed to listen to, I was not allowed to buy Madonna's album. She, when she came out, uh, and it was provocative, and it was definitely, she's the one probably who pushed the line no matter what, like over everything else. Uh, I, uh, I remember, though, some churches or Christians thought you shouldn't listen to Michael Jackson's Billie Jean, right? Because, you know, that's a song about, uh, you know, I'm not the child's dad, and it was a subject matter that, you know, that song is so tame today compared to anything, you know, a lot of what's out there. 
And if you're thinking that, or maybe you're thinking, you know, Ozzy Osbourne and, and biting the head off on animals or ACDC or some of the stuff that's out there, let me tell you something. We can't even play the songs that are here that are winning. The, we couldn't even play this song. I, can't, I wouldn't do it anyway, but you can't. But your kids are listening to it. And it's on the speakers at your office if you got some music. It's on the car stereos. It's probably playing at Target. You know, it's just everywhere. Because part of the State of the Union is is that we're detached from thought. We're detached from understanding what realities are, are coming our way. I'm hopeful that a 200-foot-tall balloon flying over our country carrying a military spy device, 200 feet tall, it's like 20 stories, right? And the device under it was the size of a commercial aircraft, a general described today. I think we should pay attention to that. I think that's a much bigger deal. I'm wondering if that's giving us any uh, shock value. CBS Television, who aired the Grammys right when Unholy was about to play, they tweeted out, we're ready to worship. And here's what it was. The song Unholy. What followed was a literal, highly sexualized song with dancers dressed up as demons. And uh, the writer of the song, Sam Smith, uh, who describes himself as non-binary, at least while that's something popular, dressed as Satan. Now, we, you know, the Bible describes Satan differently than how the culture describes Satan. You know, he's got horns and the red tail and, the, you know, all of that. Uh, the Bible describes Satan, by the way, as an angel of light beautiful because he's deceptive and this is the deception that is going on you're listening to southern california live you can call and join the conversation 888-528-2557 888-528-2557 we'll be giving away uh ask a jew ask a gentile tickets with dennis prager and, and uh, eric metaxas to a random caller this hour 888-528-2557 uh, so he comes out, and he's. this is a duo with German singer Kim uh, Petrus, uh, who is somebody who's a trans woman who transitioned in Germany um, as a child, started taking the puberty blockers and stuff, I think, at age 12, and had the surgeries and all those kinds of things, if I got it right, around 16, and uh, maybe didn't even know that. So we have this song, and they're dressed as demons and the devil, and all the demons are bowing down, and it's very sexualized. It's got people in cages. It looks like hell. Like it's just the you know a a a picture of hell. You know, if you were to draw it, if what most people that's what it was look like, and uh, they're singing a song that's called Unholy, and the song here's the song. Now this is a song that won the prize. Okay. This won the Grammy for Best Duo. All right, these two. And it was portrayed on the show. The song's called Unholy. It's about a husband who leaves the house at night regularly. He leaves his wife and leaves his kids while they're asleep to go to a, a strip club or a sex club and gets with a hooker or somebody and has his desires filled. And the song glorifies this behavior. The song essentially elevates this as something good, as something that is fine because that's how he wants it. And it celebrates this. This is the song that won. It's unholy and it is unholy and it's glorifying evil. How many of you, like in real life, is this something you want your spouse doing? I don't think so. And it's, the, it's been the number one song. Your kids are listening to it. Okay, Uh, 
this is the deal. We tend, you know, and here's something else. Before we attack these two people for the song and uh, sort of their their sexual whatevers, here's something that you that we've got to understand here when it comes to the State of the Union. The reason the song is number one is not because it's a good song. It's awful. There's, it's just terrible. The reason the song is number one is not because these are particularly good artists. I'm sure they've got talent and other stuff. I wish they'd put it to better use. But here's the reason that song is number one. And here's the reason that song got uh, is put out there. A song that I think 10 years ago would not be out there. It wouldn't make it. 20 years ago, for sure. No way. Uh, it would just be trash, considered trash by most people. You would find it, you know, in the back of a Tower Records somewhere in a, a you know, with an explicit lyrics thing on it, and it would be for just different people. It would hardly sell. The reason that this song is number one is because there's a market for it. Can I say that more clearly? The reason the song gets written, produced, marketed, sold, wins a Grammy, a song that is outrageously sexual, called Unholy, that glorifies the worst cases of adultery and celebrates this, okay, is because there's a market for it, because people today in our country are willing to pay money. That is the state of our union. And this song, by the way, is probably less disgusting than the Nicki Minaj song that was out last year that won the Grammy, by the way. Another song, you can't even talk about it, can't play it. We couldn't bleep it out enough on this station. The reason these songs are out there is because people are willing to buy it. That is a big change. I think that is a big change over 10 years ago, certainly 20 years ago. That's a really big change. We cannot... We cannot cover our eyes about this. The church, we cannot put our heads in the sand about what's happening because this is our kids. This is our kids. This is, this is, you know, this is what they are listening to. And I'm telling you, it is powerful. Just think about the music you had growing up. It's powerful, isn't it? Now, you, you probably have worship songs that worship Jesus, not the devil, that are powerful, Right? that you love and you love it when you go to church and that's the song they're singing and you miss some songs that, you know, sometimes when you do a hymn sing or you do something at church and they bring back something that you sang, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, however long, there are certain songs that trigger an emotion with you. Music is powerful. That's why you have an entire book of music that expresses every emotion before God in the book of Psalms. That's why you've got beautiful songs in scripture with Mary and Elizabeth. And there's other, when you do Bible study, there's other songs that are quoted here and there throughout the scripture. It's powerful. There used to be no market for what is just filth. Now I think what the state of the nation is, is we don't think it's filth. And in the meantime, while we are trying to redefine men and women and what they are, where we are trying to redefine a lot of stuff. We're trying to redefine the idea that, uh, you know, these drag shows that are happening, do I need to explain what this is? Okay. It's like a dude in a very sexualized outfit, um, dancing sexually and provocatively. Uh, it's a drag show. It's a pornographic show. It's like strippers, but just different. Okay. 
It's highly sexual in its nature. That's what it is. We're trying to say that this is something that's appropriate for kids, and we're showing it to kids and bringing people to these things, and it's happening in the school districts. It's happening everywhere. And people are saying, no, these are just people expressing themselves, and kids should know what it is. I'm sorry. It is inherently sexually perverse. That's what it is. You can't change it. It just is. And to say that it's different, that's the state of our nation. We are doing that. We are doing so many odd things in our government and arguing over dumb stuff. We are spending ourselves into oblivion. You know why we have so many homeless people? I pulled this clip out. This clip is, uh, I believe it's three years old. This is Governor Gavin Newsom. If you want to know why, there are so many homeless people in California and growing throughout the nation, but particularly California. This is why. You ready? This is Gavin. This is our governor. Clean and sober is one of the biggest damn mistakes this country's ever made. I know it's a hold-your-hand idealistic point of view that somehow magically, I mean, God bless some of you. If you're like me, I've been known to have a glass of wine at night watching some of the nightly news. Uh, We all need to self-medicate periodically. That is his belief. You need to understand that that belief, that belief that clean and sober is not the goal, that it's a fantasy. That's why we have so many homeless people, because that fantasy turns into policy. Here it is again. Clean and sober is one of the biggest damn mistakes this country's ever made. I know it's a hold-your-hand idealistic point of view that somehow magically, I mean, God bless. It is not idealistic that you can get clean and sober. If you're listening and you're struggling, it is a lie that you can't get clean and sober. You need to get clean and sober, and you can. And there are people out there who will help you. Some of you, if you're like me, I've been known to have a glass of wine at night watching some of the nightly news. Uh, We all need to self-medicate periodically. We all need to self-medicate periodically? (laughs) That's why. That philosophy right there is why we have homeless people that are growing and growing and growing, and it seems like we can't do it because that philosophy is pervasive, and it is something that has led to all of the policies that we are implementing in our state. I take offense at our policies and strategies. Well, you should take offense, Governor, because they they don't work. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Gia, is that, am I saying your name right in Los Angeles? Gia? Jaya. Jaya. Sorry, Jaya. Welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, welcome. Uh, Go ahead. You're on the air. Um, so I'm not sure. Um, what, what, when I was hearing over the radio, I was um, hearing about the music and about um, the person winning the Grammys uh, yeah. for the songs Unholy. Yeah. I want to speak about that one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just um, want to call in and say that um, I agree. I want to say that, um, like, Satan, um, like, the new, like, what's going on now in the world is uh, they're making it, like, really prevalent for, like, um, Satan to be like, oh, they're okay with um, putting demonic music um, in the air so our, like, younger, our younger generation and our kids can, um, can like, pick this up and be confused and say, like, should I worship um, God or should I worship the devil? Like, they're making it okay, like, since, like, music is such a big influence our, and kids can see it and things in that nature. Um, so kids are like saying like, is it okay? Basically, they're saying like, it's okay. Yeah, they are. And I think we need to be aware of that. Were you aware of the song? Have you heard the song out there before? Uh, no, I, n- I never heard the song um, Unholy, but I have heard other songs that's unholy. 
like not per se unholy the song, but yeah, no, I listen I'm, to like music on the radio, yeah. and sometimes it's just it's it's just like too much, like it's just too, it's like just too too demonic, like it's it's like it's very unholy, like the the name of the song says. Yeah, you're right. Thank you for calling and uh, sharing your thoughts. Uh, it was it Jia again? Sorry, Jaya. 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 Thank you, Jaya, for listening to Southern California Live. You know what? Let me make this uh, this point about the song. And we're talking about the state of our union. I think that song exemplifies the state of our union. And meanwhile, the uh, Chinese are, are floating a uh, balloon over there that a general, and I'll talk about this when we get back, the, the general in charge at NORAD, North American uh, Air Defense, he could not confirm or deny that there wasn't explosives on board. I don't think we knew what was on board that thing. And uh, in the meantime, uh, we could care less about this, and it's a huge issue. But let me share something else with you, just sort of uh, theologically, too. I believe that in the end times that the Scriptures teach in the book of Revelation. People, some people may differ with this, but this is how I've, I've taught this before, that at the very end, at some point, everybody's going to agree who God is, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's God. Uh, and that Jesus came to earth and he died, and there will be a clear understanding of who God is, but that some people will openly reject that God and worship Satan anyway, and other people will worship God. And that that is going to be what things... And if you doubt that, if you doubt that people would openly worship Satan knowing who he is, right? I don't know what the beliefs are of the individuals involved with this song, if they really believe, they're probably atheists, you know, that's uh, maybe what's happening. Maybe they are Satanists. I don't know. But if they really knew, if like you really knew, would you choose to worship Satan? The answer scripturally is if you don't have the Lord, you will. See, because Satan's the one who's feeding you, who's allowing you to buy and sell. There's a whole lot in that with the prophecy. Do not be surprised, my friends, that this is happening because there is something inside us that says it's okay. That's why it's marketable. That's why it makes money. We cannot put our heads in the sand about this because it's our kids. It's this next generation that is that needs to hear the truth, that needs to know there is light in another direction. I got to take a break. When we come back, we'll take your calls. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We'll talk a little bit more about this balloon that went over. And uh, the person who maybe had the most fun at the Grammys last night with Ben Affleck, we'll have a little laugh about uh, what's being said about him. We'll be right back as the Monday edition of Southern California Live continues. Stay tuned. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Text Scott right now in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. We will be giving away free tickets to Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile uh, to a random caller this hour. So pay attention. Join the conversation. The number is 888-528-2557. You can learn more by going to kkla.com. Click the Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile banner. It's an event on February 20th with Dennis Prager and Eric Metaxas and me. I will be there. And uh, we've been talking about the State of the Union. What do you think the State of the Union is? President Biden tomorrow night will be sharing about the State of the Union. And uh, we've talked about the uh, the uh, devil-hormed, unholy performance at the Grammys. And uh, some of you still want to comment on that. So let me take your calls here. Sam in Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, what's happening, Scott? How's it going, man? Good, Sam. How are you? I'm doing well, man. You know, you and I have actually talked in the past about, you know, you said some pretty salient things about how it seems how there's a lot of manufactured controversies on both sides of the political aisle and how both, you know, whether it's Biden or Trump or Obama or Clinton or whoever, they're always kicking the can down the road, kind of blaming the other side 
whether yeah. it's a political issue, whether it's a social issue. And, and I, I tend to agree with you on that. And so I find it a little bit, uh, you know, catch me being a little incredulous here, kind of seeing you engage in the same, uh, the same pageantry that, you know, a week ago you were decrying with this whole Grammy performance thing, man. Like, come on, we're, we're all adults here. Do you not think for one second that maybe Sam Smith is just trolling religious people that he just knows he's going to get a rise out of you by putting on a little red devil costume. And as adults, are we really going to sit here and be like, Oh, the devil is infiltrating our culture because a man in a little red devil costume is parading around on a stage. Are we really that baby brained or, or have I lost the thread somewhere here? Uh, no, I appreciate where you're coming from. And I agree. Here's the thread. Okay. The thread isn't, you're right. The, you know, it's a dumb, stupid thing. And I absolutely believe that we're, it's kind of well, trolling. So why are we manufacturing content? If you believe this, why are we manufacturing and whipping up people over a stupid fucking Grammy performance? All right. Ooh. All right. We got to, uh, you can't say that word on the air. All right. But I will answer your call here. Uh, it's not about the performance. It's about that song. Have you read the lyrics of that song that is about horrific adultery and other songs that are just about, they're basically pornographic that our kids are listening to? See, the state of our nation isn't because of a dumb Grammy performance. The state of the nation, you're right to point out that the the Grammy performance doesn't matter itself. What matters is that that song is marketable. It won. And it's destroying generation of kids. Everything we know is that this is something that's powerful that it's impacting kids. And yeah, I think it's satanic. Now, I think that we need to pay attention rather than blame these two individuals who did this song. I think we need to blame our own culture and that there's a market for it. Does that make sense? That's what I'm getting at here. But thank you for that call. I do appreciate that call. We want to not be, uh, you know, trolled by these things, but we're pointing out where the nation is. 888-528-2557 is the number if you want to join the conversation. Jackie in Compton, welcome to Southern California oh, yeah. Live. Oh, yes, I wanted to comment about the Grammy performance also. I did not watch it, and I'm hearing this, what you're talking about, and it saddens me. And I'm, I'm actually angry at the same time because I love to dance, I love to sing, I love music, and I like, you know, I have seven grandkids all the way from 10 to 2. And I like having fun with them, okay? And I think about this and I say, wow, it's this, it's, it's becoming so terrible. My grandson, um, he's with a dad that's an unbeliever and he's listening to rap music that's just really bad, okay? And I look at him, I say, no, that's not good to watch. And I introduced him to a song called Talking to Jesus. It's from Elevation Worship. And you might think, wow, it won't affect him. He won't want to listen to it. I walk in his house, in his room, and Bobshi, look, um, Bobshi means grandmas in Polish. Look what I'm listening to. And he sings it, and he's yeah. vibrant. He says, I like this music, Bobshi. And I think it's important. I think it's so important. We're putting into kids, we're teaching them that it doesn't matter. So they're losing, they're losing their heart. They're losing their, we need to put God out there. And I like what you I got this from you. You call it a boycott. I, I think I'm pronouncing it right. That the people that were around in our life, that we need to show them, talk, talk to them about the Lord, but not just talk, show them. And that's what I'm doing. I, I, I do that with intention now. And I think it's important as a church, we all need to do that because this world, it, it's just, 
I'm saddened and I'm I'm actually kind of angry. I'm just being honest. And, yeah. Well, I think that what, what you're talking about here is what actually is happening. And you talked about your grandkids singing that song. Like how many of our little kids are singing this song where the lyrics I can't read? We would have right. to, you know, I cannot read them on the air. I used to do a thing. And Jackie, thank you so much for calling and listening to Southern California Live. I used to uh, read lyrics to songs, particularly when I'm speaking to college or young adult people. And I would read songs from the 50s. And uh, I used to read the lyrics to uh, I'm in the mood for love. Let me ask you something. What do you think that song's about? I'm in the mood for love. You know, it's just, but it's about that, but it doesn't say it. You can read it. I can sing it. It's just, you probably have it on a, you know. And then I would read, uh, I used to read something from the 70s. I used to like to read out loud uh, Hot Stuff by uh, Donna Summer. I want some hot stuff, baby, tonight, you know, and you read that and people laugh and you go, what's that song about? Well, it's about the same thing, but it's pretty crass. And look at where we've been in 20 years. Well, where we are today, I can't, I can't do that bit anymore because it's just so foul and over the top. And the point I'm making with it is it, it's marketable and the kids are singing that. They're actually singing that. That's pretty significant. 888-528-2557. See, I think that's the state of our union. In the meantime, there's a balloon flying over that our head that uh, may or may not have explosives in it. I do want to get to that here in, uh, in just a second. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ted, City of Angels, welcome to Southern California Live. Yes, sir. How are you doing, Scott? Ted, City of the Angels. Hi, Ted. I just wanted to comment on what the gentleman was very upset about, you know, that uh, we're adults here. And, uh, you know, I grew up in L.A., born here. I've told you that before. And I want seen some horrible stuff. People would attack the homosexual communities. I thought it was terrible. I said, how could any, could anybody do that? You know, they need help, but you don't beat up people for that sort of thing. And I still feel that way. Well, now we have parents that, that this man said, uh, Hey, we're adults here. Uh, uh, does our country even believe that our parents are adult enough to decide when a kid has a right to change his own sex. They're doing this at 12 years old now. They're taking the rights away from parents. It's happened in Ohio, is my understanding. And, and the social service has taken away these parents' kids, allowing them an hour a day to see their own kids because they protested yeah. these kids. I mean, it's, 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 uh, so that's the question I would uh, reverse back at this young man is yes, we are adults. Allow us to raise our kids and don't become the demons that you accuse people of being when they were beating up the homosexual community and doing horrible stuff. And now they've become the monsters that uh, they didn't like to begin with. All right, Ted, thank you so much uh, for your call. You know, I think that's the thing is that the other caller who was upset, it's it's right that sometimes, uh, you know, we go down the path. It happens all the time. Go down the path of silly things that don't really matter. This matters, okay? Not the Grammys or one dumb performance. I think it just does show what this person, uh, you know, what what these are about. You know, CBS, 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 Columbia Broadcasting Systems. That's the, what it's called. Bob Hope used to call it the Crosby and Benny Strongbox, which is hilarious. Now it probably means something else I can't say because they said, let us worship, right? That And they're joking about Satan. Worship. It's just a joke. But isn't the song and isn't the way we're sexualizing kids I would say that that is evil. It is in itself Satan worship, or it is the destroying of kids. That's why we have so many problems. 
All right, I want to get to uh, this balloon here in a minute. Uh, Chad in Monterey Park, welcome to Southern California Live. Uh, hello, uh, my name's Chad. Um, I was just wanting to quote some scriptures about uh, about what what we're being talking about. Yeah. Uh, and and First John nineteen it says uh, we that uh, we know that we originate with God, but the whole world is lying in the power of the wicked one. And then it goes on to say in 21, little children, guard yourselves from idols. And that's what it is, is that everybody's worshiping these idols instead of worshiping God. And that's where, you know, the world is in the hand of Satan, right? It's The power is his because he fell here. But our faith is supposed to be in God. And, you know, that's that we have the, the belief that we'll have everlasting life. And we're supposed to be a light in the world to guide these people into the right direction. And I think that it kind of falls on us. We're not doing a good job of, like, leading the people correctly and helping as much as we should because we're intimidated. And all the power, it seems like, is in people that, like, are on television, have these abilities to put themselves on air and stuff like this. And then it then it goes on to say, like, in Scripture, mm-hmm. it, it talks about how um, we are what we store in our hearts, right? What we see, what we hear, it stores in our hearts, and what comes out of our heart uh, comes out of our mouth, right? Yeah. Well, and I, so, think that, I think that that's the, one of the points that I'm making here, is that one of the state states of our nation is that what's in our hearts is is how things get marketed, right? Like songs like that or different television shows, pornography, whatever it is, it doesn't go anywhere if nobody's buying it, right? It doesn't go anywhere if there's not research. And Chad, I appreciate your call very much. And you're right, it's idolatry. The idolatry of our current era is our self. We are making our self God. That's what happens when you get rid of Genesis 1 through 3. That's what we've been doing. You get rid of Genesis 1 through 3, you get rid of God. The problem then is that you've untethered all that is moral reasoning and all that is something that matters from anything. And then you have to make yourself God. If you get rid of God, you got to replace God with something. And ultimately the only thing to replace God with is ourselves. And then we've got 8 billion gods running around the world who can't get along. And uh, that doesn't work. And it's a, it's a disaster. I got to take a break. When we come back, I will get to the bus story and get your calls. 888-528-2557. We still are going to give away. Ask a Jew, ask a Gentile tickets to Random Caller. I'll be back as the Monday edition continues. Stay tuned. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Oh, absolutely. Even though when it hit the the water pretty hard, you're going to be able to come up with, for instance, if there were encryption devices, you'd be able to reassemble these from the debris in the ocean uh, if there were cameras, you're going to be able to tell what the resolution was like. Um, you're going to even be able to tell if American technology was involved in the surveillance equipment. I mean, this is a great, it's a potential gold mine. you know, getting this stuff. is You can't get it in China. Um, but piecing this back together, the Navy, um, FBI, National Security Agency, everybody's going to be looking at this, piecing the parts back together, and you'll get a good idea just how sophisticated this balloon was. And at this point, I, I think there's no doubt that it, was, it had military military design and for military intentions. Um, I think the Pentagon's quite sure about that, and I'm also quite sure 
it was communicating back to Beijing um, with encryption. That was Robert Baer and was on CNN talking about the balloon that was shot down this weekend, the Chinese balloon. And uh, he is an author and former CIA um, person who is giving his opinion about this. We are talking about the State of the Union tomorrow night. President Biden will give the State of the Union address. I wonder if he's going to talk much about this. I'm real curious about not just the shooting it down and stuff, but what does it mean? So what I'm concerned about is that as a nation, we are so bent out of shape about so many things uh, that don't matter at the end of the day, relatively speaking to to this. Uh, there was an... And on the record report, there's no audio of it. It was something given to reporters by uh, General Glenn Van Herc. He is the uh, general of NORAD, North American Air Defense. And uh, he gave this this briefing today to reporters uh, about the balloon. And he had some interesting things to say in there. There's all kinds of stuff on social media and other things going on and on about some conspiracy theories. And then there's lots of other theories that are you know reasonable questions, I think, that people have about it. I'm hoping that uh, we pay more attention to the situation in our world. He said some some stuff in there that I thought was incredible. One of them is the size of this balloon. 200 feet tall for the actual balloon. 20 stories, right? That's big. The payload itself, the the mechanics, the electronics that were on it. He said it was the size of a jet airliner, a commercial airliner. Um, he said it was the size of a regional jet, maybe the size of an ERJ, if you've ever had the unfortunate time to fly in one of those planes. Um, And he says it probably weighed a couple thousand pounds. And he's discussing whether or not they should have shot it down earlier and those kinds of things. He said that the glass and the solar panels are potentially hazardous material. Uh, It probably required batteries or something else to operate it, and they thought there was the potential for explosives on it. They asked him, what do you mean explosives? Like, he said he couldn't really say. Hopefully we're going to find this out. I'm hoping that it, you know, where it landed in the water, it didn't just get so obliterated that we don't really have uh, the ability to check it out. But uh, Robert Baer seems to think we'll be able to do it. But here's the thing that he said that kind of blew my mind a little bit. This, this just made me think about where we are, what we are thinking. All right. He said, people asked, why didn't you shoot it down when it approached Alaska? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. And here's what he said. He said, it was my assessment that the balloon did not present a physical military threat to North America. This is under my NORAD hat. And therefore, I could not take immediate action because it was not demonstrating a hostile act or hostile intent. Now, my thinking is a 200-foot-tall balloon carrying a commercial airline-sized piece of equipment underneath it that flies into our airspace is inherently a threat to our country. That's just my assessment. I'm not an expert, don't claim to be, but I think most people think that. 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. You know, I can give uh, lots of leeway. Personally, I think, you know, the president getting criticized for letting it fly over the whole country and then shooting it down over the Atlantic. They might have some reasons. But when I heard that, I thought, shouldn't it be that something that size or anything that we think is military that's coming into our airspace, shouldn't it be shot down immediately? It seems to me, because what if it had explosives? What if there's all kinds of theories about what kind of 
weaponry it might have had potentially. And maybe this is a, a trial balloon of that. I'm hoping that that's the that that is the the future that we have that we don't need that the president can give authority and change the the commands um, to NORAD so that we can do that. You know, I'm concerned that we don't get it. And that's part of our history, right? I just came back from uh, Pearl Harbor, and that's part of Pearl Harbor, right, is that we knew that this was potentially coming. We knew that a surprise attack at Pearl Harbor and how it would be done, we knew all of that, and yet we were still completely unprepared. The We were... Believe, we had all kinds of belief that maybe terrorists in 2001 might fly airplanes into buildings, but I don't think we believed they would do it. I think we just sort of believed eh, this is possible. Should we, shouldn't we believe that it's possible that another country who would like to harm us might have some kind of surprise attack? 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. Harry in Van Nuys, welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, how you doing? I'm good, Harry. How are you? Um, I'm, I'm listening to you guys uh, go on about this balloon stuff. So, yeah, I mean, hey, if they lost control over there, so what does that indicate over here going over our state? Say that again? I said they said that they lost control of right. the balloon. Therefore, nobody's operating this balloon. What if some malfunction, malfunction occurred? Right. There's and all kinds of there's all of kinds of safety air. problems, right? It would have killed thousands of people, thousands. Who knows what could have, could have occurred? It would have been On just a like a highway. It would have been just like a plane crash. There, there's, there's no, there's no uh, left or right about this. this. This was they, they had to take this down ASAP. They didn't. They chitter chattered back and forth. Come on, we, we, we need to change this whole concept of who's controlling this world. Yeah, it's a, you it's know? an, it's an odd thing. Harry, thank you so much for your call. Um, you know, I think that it is, um, it's just something I hope to hear more about. And I'm worried that, I'm worried that we're not concerned enough. I know that we're concerned. We just made deals with the Philippines to add our troops and military installations to four more Philippine islands. And it's because of the threat of China. There's a whole lot going on. Um, but you know, there's another balloon, too. I keep trying to figure out. Last I looked at it, it was still floating over Central America. And they're saying, well, that one got lost, too, and we'd like it back. I don't know. I think we should I think we should go get that one, too. But uh, uh, anyway, I'm not in charge of all of that. Can I just bring it back here to a reality that when we hear the State of the Union, we want the president to do well. We need to pray for him because we can talk about it and we can have – you know, President Scott Furrow conversation or President whoever you are calling conversation, and we can make our own decisions, but we're not in charge. It really doesn't matter what we think. What matters is what the people who actually are in charge do. And this is one of the reasons we got to pray that they get it right. History has shown that we have gotten it wrong, that we have been surprised by attacks from our enemies uh, at times before. And just with the with modern weaponry, I'm not sure that you can recover very easily from a surprise. I I just feel like this this matters a lot. And I think that what we can do is we can be thinking about just the state of our nation and the people who God has placed in our life. What do we have the ability to impact? Really, where do we have the ability, you and I, in our own relational world, what can we do? We can love the people that God has placed in our life. We can be aware of the things that are happening and not have our head in the sand. 
right? We, we need to be engaged in the world around us, in the pop culture, in the political culture, in uh, whatever's going on. We need to be aware of this for the kids who God has put in our life. I think that matters greatly. And uh, so there is something that we can do related to that, in addition to praying for the president and praying for uh, people who are involved in these things. All right. State of the Union show is uh, tomorrow night, and uh, tomorrow we're going to talk about some, uh, some good things that are important about schooling. And uh, so I want you to pay attention to that. Before we go, I have two more tickets to give away for Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile. And uh, this event is going to be on uh, Monday, February 20th at Pasadena First Church of the Nazarene. I hope you can go from anywhere in Southern California or anywhere in the world you're listening. You know, we can get on a plane and get over here. Check it out. Tickets are available right now. KKLA.com. KKLA.com. Just go there. Click the Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile banner. It's with Dennis Prager and Eric Metaxas. And I'll be moderating the discussion. Starts at 7 p.m. February 20th. It's President's Day, so traffic will be light. You should be able to get here from anywhere. And uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the the sixth caller. Sixth caller, call right now, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We'll get your name and number, and we'll give you two free tickets to Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile. So call right now, 888-528-2557. And if you don't get through, you don't get the tickets, I'm going to be giving them away all week. And uh, But otherwise, just go to kkla.com, click the Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile banner. I'm looking forward to it. I think we're going to learn a lot. Great opportunity to learn more about what Jewish people believe about the Scriptures, about what Christians believe about the Scriptures. So call right now, 888-528-2557, and uh, we're going to sign off. But Wilbert will take your call here in just a minute. So call now. We'll take, what do we say? We said the sixth caller. Caller number six. 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow. If you ever miss an hour of our program, just go to our radio website. Go to kkla.com or kprz.com. Do keyword Scott. You can find it there, or you can find it on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back with you tomorrow for Southern California Live from 3 to 5. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.